What is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. On today's episode, we have Nick Gross here with us. Nick Gross is an entrepreneur, musician, and founder of the Find Your Grind education platform. In 2009, Gross launched STRZ Enterprises, a record studio and record label. He is the founder of Find Your Grind, an education platform, and the CEO of Big Noise, a record label he founded with John Cohen and John Feldman in 2018. I met Nick Gross about a year ago at an event with Drama from Young and Reckless, and I ended up going to two of his Find Your Grind University events, the one being in Phoenix, Arizona, as well as Los Angeles, California. And overall, I've learned so much from Nick just by spending time with him at his office with his team, and his story will truly inspire you. So that being said, make sure you check out Nick Gross on Instagram. Give him a follow. Screenshot this podcast. Post it on your Instagram story. Tag myself. Tag Nick. And we will repost you. And that being said, enjoy the episode. Here we go. inspired by Rob Dearden, what he had going on at Fantasy Factory, being able to kind of put multiple ventures and, and business endeavors and passion projects under one roof, you know, and seeing how all those things can kind of tie in and work together was like the coolest thing ever for me, you know, so that was, that was like the initial thought behind Gross Labs. I, I started, my first business was really my, my band that I had, you know, and, and we eventually got that band. When I was 18, we had a record deal with Sony Epic, which was super awesome. So that was kind of my first taste into this like entrepreneurial, yep. let me try and start something and see if something can actually work in the business world, which sure. which happened. And um, and started my first studio, you know, uh, around that same time. We started working with a lot of songwriters and producers in the space through Sony Epic and got introduced to a lot of people, started my studio, and, and from there, just different things started to kind of add up over the past eight years. And I was like, I need to find a place just to kind of house yeah. the things that are happening. like. Yep. You know, I can't operate all these things out of my studio, so Gross Labs was kind of started, I guess, to be Very that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd love to kind of do some context. Right now, I obviously, if you follow Nick on Instagram, it's kind of that's amazing, but you have Find Your Ground, you have Big Noise, you have Noise Nest, and all these amazing, amazing projects, but 
the thing that connected us was the Find Your Grind and the Find Your Grind University events. I'd love to yeah. really give some context into what that is. I know you just wrapped it up. It was a nine-school tour, right? Yeah. And I was a part of two of those events, and it was super cool to see what you're doing with yeah. Find Your Grind. And yeah. obviously, I was just in the podcast. So what is Find Your Grind for the, the who made yeah. it? Find Your Grind, uh, in its simplest form, is a self-discovery and career exploration platform, right? So like, my idea around it came from just through, through my recording studio. You know, it's funny how a lot of things here at Girls Labs tie into music. Like yeah. my background is being in drums and through music, and so everything in some type of way kind of connects through music. But Find Your Grind also came out of music, right? So I started to bring people kind of in these young kids in these underserved areas around Los Angeles and Orange County to my studio to have these mini days, and I called it the Find Your Grind Foundation. Started, I started a 501c3, we started to do these mini kind of activations at the studio where we bring mentors and producers in to kind of show kids like what's possible in the world of music. These yep. are kids who have never been in front of a music console, recorded a song, like yep. we'd shoot music videos in the parking lot, kind of this like eight hour day of just like kind of hitting all these different things, writing lyrics, getting on the mic, you know, showing a song from start to completion, having a producer in there to kind of mentor these kids, and then finishing by taking a song out in the parking lot, blasting it on the main speakers, and like shooting a video, you know, which was like this cool kind of thing. So we started to do more and more activations out of my studio, and really that came from just being like, yo, like what do I have around me that, like what do I have access to that I can provide, you know? Like I didn't know what, we, we drove past, my wife and I drove past a, uh, a sign downtown. It was like this big wall and it had graffiti on it that said, find your grind, like spray it. Okay. And that was the first thing where we were like, shit, I don't know what this like is, but it's something we have to go do something with. Like just the, when you hear find your grind, it's like, you kind of have your own way about it. It's like, yeah. shoot, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go find my grind. You know, like, how do I do that? What's the step? Like, help me out. So we looked at what we had access to, which was this, this recording studio in LA that I started when I was 21. Um, lease the building out we started just to have these small activations of like 12 15 kids that would come to that and i was like man how do we start to do this across hundreds of careers right and just really start to show people what's possible in the world today and like people who are starting their own businesses but also working in industries of the past kind of like 10 10 years i would say to kind of show what the emerging future of works is starting to look like right because half of it as we know is knowing what's possible, knowing what's out there, yep. and then actually having the experience and, and the ability to go have that kind of opportunity, you know, to like get into it. So that was like the first start of Find Your Grind, and since then we've, we've you know, I started to film hundreds of my friends who are doing those things, starting their own businesses, yep. working in these exciting industries, and we create these kind of videos around, we call them the first 10%, right? So the first 10% of their journey, how did you get started? Who were the, what were the important things that really mattered, right? You yep. see so many, amazing you know content pieces around people and they're kind of last 90% of like them doing the thing yeah. but for a kid who has no idea how to even start producing a beat like yeah. let's go talk about GarageBand and talk about like what they can do to get that GarageBand like how do you get the computer like how do you get yeah. started you know and like that's kind of what we started to interview these people about um, we took, I met a guy named Mike Smith who had been the number one youth speaker in the country at the time and was just wowed by this guy and he came to me and was like, dude, everything you're doing with your foundation is really what I talk to kids about in schools, yeah. about like finding the grind, helping them find a purpose, helping them find a direction, changing you know, the culture and climate within the school system. Yeah. Would you want to do something together and go on this tour with me that he had created? Uh, he had butts and seats. He had you know, kids, you know, and I was just like, of course. So we started the Find Your Grind tour back in 2018. It was like the first time we got the bus for seven months and got to actually take the brand out and speak to kids about like what this whole concept was about. So really, it, and it, you know, it's Find Your Grind started through the studio, turned into a live event thing from the gate, 
all that content I had been shooting on my friends, we, we packaged into a first product, which was a 90-hour curriculum that we could leave behind at all the schools that we were talking to. Yep. You know, it was like a leave behind for teachers and educators. Um, we brought on an actual educator to help us write that curriculum. I had no idea, like, how, how do I write a curriculum? Yeah, you know, like, I wanted to say, too, in the article, it says there's, what, 2,500 schools and over 25,000 students is, are using or are part of your curriculum, is that correct? Right now, yeah. What, what does that mean in terms of, like, if someone hears that, and where could they get the curriculum? What schools it is in? Because I read that, and I was like, I'd love to hear more. So yeah. Can you give me some context? It's, it's really, yeah, and the curric curriculum is such a such an educator word, you know? So it's like, I like to call it a course. It's a, it's, right now it's a free 90 hour course and okay. it's all centered around real life skills for young people, right? It's geared towards middle and high school um, young adults. Yep. And the purpose of it is to explore emerging lifestyles. Lifestyle is a huge conversation we have that we have branded through Find Your Grind that we can get into later, but exploring lifestyles, exploring these modern careers, looking yeah. through this virtual textbook of content we've packaged inside of it, but then as a third component, really looking at social and emotional learning, which is this big you know, buzzword, but it really is like the skills that are kind of needed outside of just the academic stuff, right? It's like the personal stuff of like being personally fit and equipped to go out into the world as a capable human being um, outside of having the SAT perfect score or the degree and all that stuff, you know? So like it kind of blends these real life skills of how to take a loan out on a car, or how to you know manage your social media so that you're not bullying people because employers will look for that. It's, um, you know, work-life balance, a little bit of that mental wellness side of it too. Um, so it's just blended into one product. So that's really what it is, it's a free free product. Right now it's geared toward, you know, teachers and districts and schools are really where we market that product for. It's not, we we this year are launching a uh, individual side of Find Your Grind to where a student or a young person can actually go on themselves okay. and go through this, you know, more personalized journey of Find Your Grind, not, not necessarily a course-led version. So just different iterations Very happening, good. but yeah. Yeah, so I'm curious, <laughs> speaking of, Careers, right? you, you were 17, um, got a record deal at 17, correct? Yeah. How did that go? When did you get into music? Why did you get into music? How did that early process in your life start? Mom, mom and dad got me a drum kit when I was like five. Okay. You know, good parents. I had amazing parents. I had like, just like yourself, right? Like I had, I was blessed with um, parents who cared about like bringing me into things, like yeah. allowing me to explore things and all that stuff, which was huge. So I started with piano, moved into drums when I was five or six, and uh, yeah, started my first band when I was 12, you know, and like was just like, this is what I want to do. I was a nice hockey player like yourself, okay. you know, and like up to 13, I got burnt out, and, and along that path, I was also playing drums and doing all this stuff in school. Like, I was playing all the yeah. performances, the eighth grade plays, and all that stuff, like digging my teeth into it. And so I started a band when I was 13 called Stool Pigeon. That was the first name Stool of the band. Pigeon. Yeah, Stool Pigeon was the first name of the band. And so we literally just became that band. Like, I, I, I threw everything, like all my energy I had. It wasn't in school, it was into this, like, it was into music, it was into the band. Because I was good at drums, I was naturally good. Yeah. Like I knew what my talent was really early on, which I think was yeah. important to tap into. I think that led to a lot of like purpose and well-being and just all that stuff. To, to find that, you know, and have an identity. Like that was my identity in high school. I was like, oh, like Nick, he's the guy in the band that like, <laughs> plays the drums. But that was huge for me to, to fuel my drive and to fuel all that stuff that we talk about. And it's like, started that band and for the all throughout high school, Freshman year, senior year, uh, it was like, yeah, we bus kids up to the Roxy. You know, on a Tuesday night, we rent charter buses out for like three big charter buses to put yeah. all of our friends on, and they come up to the Roxy, and we start to sell out these little shows around Orange County in LA. And we're lucky enough to have a show on MTV come into our town at the time when all this buzz was happening for us called MTV Lagoon Beach. 
that they featured our uh, myself and, and the band on as characters. And so that TV show led to kind of this national exposure, um, which was the first kind of soft scripted reality show of its kind. Which was cool. What was that transition mean? Like, how did you guys get picked up? Was just the buzz was big enough where you guys were already well known in the area, and then you guys just the show reached out to you, or how did that go? It's a combination of all of it. Like, the, the producers and, and MTV saw that there was enough of a buzz and excitement amongst the community that we lived in, you know, that they were like trying to cast and all that stuff, that we actually became such an important part of that character yeah. role, you know, because all the kids were coming to what we were doing, which was cool. So, like, yeah, that show, in combination, it's like, I look at it like opportunity preparation like equals up to that opportunity of, like, luck. Right, opportunity, opportunity, preparation, adding up to that lucky moment, you know. And so, yeah, it was senior year, two weeks before I started at USC, got accepted to USC. Parents wanted me to go to college, and I had to make that decision. Be like, okay, shoot, like wow. this entrepreneurial vision of creating this band. Got the record deal with Sony Epic, had a show on MTV, and was playing TRL at 17. It was awesome. It was like a really cool high school experience to be like a senior in a high school and have like MTV following you around and watching. What was that like, like in terms of like? You know, you're going to high school, obviously, like, that's just people listening, maybe they're in high school right now, you know, we're, we're speaking to a, like, younger demographic right now. Looking back at high school journey, like, moving into, you're about to go to USC, like, were you thinking about color, or were you bought in all in on your vision? What was that in terms of the mental yeah. process? Like, where were you aiming towards? Like, were you thinking about college, were you debating it, or what did you, what was your thought process? Mentally all in, you know, mentally all in on what I was focused on, what I knew, my path needed to be what I was talented at. What I, what that was that was the energy that was fueling me, right? Yeah. School and academic stuff. I was never a good test taker. I never understood like that manufactured way of thinking from a young age. Thankfully, you know, yeah. like I think we all now, hopefully, people listening, it's like life isn't school is very linear, yeah. you know. And I feel like we we need more systems that cultivate the organic approach to what life really is. Yeah. Once you get outside of those doors, For sure. you know, and which is hence why we're building Find Your Grind and some of these other solutions that hopefully start to tackle that, but um, for me it was all in, yeah, it was like, I'm I'm going to do it, mom was pissed, she threw my drum kit into the pool, yeah, drum kit into the pool. No way. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, it was like a, you know, it was like kind of, kind of the thing, but I think it's, yeah, you have to be, right? It's like, when you get that first taste and you, you see those things starting to add up and working, it's like, you got to go all in for sure, you know? So, so from the record deal, what was next in terms of like, right now we're sitting in Gross Labs, you have so much things going on from an entrepreneurial perspective, investing into different companies and being a part of different brands. And this all started out with the band. What was the progress leading to this? Meaning like, did you start a couple businesses? Like what was the, the first couple of steps to after getting that record deal and being on TV? Yeah, it was banned. Uh, when I was 23, I started a, a, a really small tech fund. I was like, you know, I want to start investing into other brands. Not necessarily investing, but I wanted to be a part of more than just what I was a part of, right? I wanted to like spread my, you know, DNA into other areas um, to kind of see, and that really came from me working with a couple artists that I had signed to a really small label that I started super early on, um, and I was like, how can I provide more value for these people other than like putting up their records and shooting yeah. some music videos and all that stuff? Like, how can I really help this person grow? So that idea of like attaching myself to more things, you know, that. Uh, essentially creating more of a playground for, for yeah. people that I'm working with yeah. to like build their brands was was you know a thought process I had from a young age um, probably when I was 22 23 but started to you know be a part of little companies here and there things that friends were starting you know um, that could help and uh, God from there it was 
you know, I tore down my small little studio. I started to build a bigger studio called the Noise Nest right yep. now that we just launched this year, which was really exciting too. Um, you gotta come by sometime too. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta see it. So yeah. the Noise Nest, like, yeah. so you guys officially launched. Less October, than yeah. Yeah. yeah, about like three months ago. Yeah, three months ago. So what, in terms of what that is, what's the plan there? Is it just people record every single day? I know you guys have those events there as yeah. well. Like, what is Noise Nest? Yeah, like, I, I look at the studio, man, as like our coffee shop. You know, like a coffee shop brings like curates community you know and brings yeah. people together it's like that's exactly what music has done for me and, and brought me more opportunities was having this hub and having this place to like really have people come to and want to stay at want to create want to be part of stuff like that was the first studio we had down there um we have two studios just for reference we have two buildings side by side the first building we had was our first studio that we've had for the past 10 years the noise nest which is our brand new studio is literally the building right next door. So it was, it was awesome to kind of have those two buildings now, but it was, I yeah, it was like our coffee shop, man. It was just like, that's the, yeah, I guess to answer your question, you know, that's what it is. It's, yeah, it's like right now it's a, it's a studio business, so it's a recording studio. So labels and managers and publishers come to us to actually use the space. But what's so cool to have that now is, is all of our artists that are assigned to our label, which is called Big Noise, Big Noise, um, you know, gets to funnel all of our talent through that studio and really incubate songs and, yeah. you know, which is important. Yeah, how active, when it comes to like the label itself, obviously you have a lot of things happening, when it comes to the label perspective, assigning talent, how active are you in that? Yeah, I'd say I'm, I'd say I'm pretty active. Like I, I, my, I learned early on from starting my first label, like made so many mistakes, man. Like would go, I had three or four people that were signed. I was taking like young, a young girl that was signed to my label to Pop 40 Top Radio, spending way too much money on things that I shouldn't have, just made a lot of like early mistakes and didn't really have anyone next to me helping me make those informed decisions. And so when I came out with this idea to do another label, um, it was let's really start to bring the right people around me to help inform the decisions that we're doing. And it's like, I don't want to be the only guy making every decision, right? Like I really put my trust into, a, into the people that I bring on here to like, help inform the things that we do. Like, I have a 23-year-old girl that runs our publishing division right now named Livia, who I'm just like, dude, if you have writers and producers that you're passionate about, like, you're the one in the studios 24 hours a day in the rooms, know what's clicking, know what's working, like, you bring it to me, and if you're willing to lay out, like, lay out on the train tracks for that, yeah. we'll sign it. But if you're not, like, don't bring it in here, you know? And, yeah. and we've signed five things within 12 months that she brought in, you know, that I had to do to be aware of, but it's like, I really want, I believe it's important to empower people in their roles and in their divisions yeah. to do what they're supposed to do, you know, not like hover over people yeah. all the time. It's super cool because like, I've been in the office a couple times now, it's like the culture you have here is just like, I fall, I fell in love with it, just the yeah. people, every time I meet someone new, you know, and you yeah. build a culture that I just, I love being yeah. here, right? Yeah, yeah. It's super dope. And not only building culture, but when it comes to like building a team and like where you spend your time, like how do you manage your time, right? Mm -hmm. I, I come in here, you guys have, so much stuff going on, and like I said from the start, I want to make sure to link the billboard article that yeah, yeah. Today, cause it's, it gives a lot of context into what's going down here. Yeah. And if someone reads it after this, they'll kind of get a sense of that as well. But how do you manage your time on a daily basis here in the office? Yeah, it's like it's like the the, the dream, right? To be have a flexible schedule, but it also yeah. comes with so many different responsibilities, right? And like um, my time is really dude, simply, I write stuff down. You know, I look at, I, I literally write every single thing that I'm doing, whether that's, you know, my label, whether that's Find Your Grind, whether it's this animation thing we're launching this year, like I just write it down. I have a list of to-dos in terms of importance of like, okay, what needs to happen first? What needs to happen last? Um, 
uh, I make sure that I never miss a meeting. We schedule things every week super diligently of like, okay, when certain departments are having their meetings. And there's just a structure, man. It's just yeah. like, I think even from early on, like with School Pigeon, yeah. my first band, I had a notebook and just wrote things down. And like, I really believe in that manifestation of if you can think it, write it down, and, and just obsess yourself with it in that sense, like those things start to happen. Which a lot of those things did for me early on, just from like believing in it and, and just willing it to happen, you know, and like putting yourself in a situation. So I don't know, in terms of my time, it's just, I get up early. I try and give myself the most time that I can, you know. I hate waking up early, right? I think we all do. I see you hit the gym early. Yeah, I think, I think we all do, but it's like, yeah, I give myself the most time to be the most productive and then keep that productivity happening through awareness and just, you know, keeping it all organized. So cool. Yeah. So how was, I know you recently had a kid. How has that yeah. affected work-life balance? <laughs> yeah, it, um, it does, you know, it's like, it's amazing. I mean, and congrats on that. Thanks, bro, I appreciate that. Yeah, his name's Landon, a little, little boy, but yeah, I just, uh, we, we, thankfully, my wife has a mother that's been very helpful. You know what I mean? We have pieces that really help, and so, yeah, I try now, my rule is 7 p.m., I'm trying to cut it off, right? Okay. 7 p.m., I cut it off, it's family time, it's at home, it's very like cool. spending that time with them, and in the morning, too, like after a gym session early on, like I'll just spend like an hour just yeah. being with them, but thankfully we have, you know, some some help around this, which yeah. helps. but it's awesome, dude, I, I'm loving it. Very cool, so speaking to young people, and I know that just with Find Your Guy and everything you have going on here, where do you see a lot of young people having challenges, meaning if they're deciding to go to college or they don't know what they want to do and they're lost in life, right, there's a lot of, especially where I'm from, a lot of young people looking to make that next step into their career, they're lost, you know, they don't want to go to college, or maybe they, they're in college right now and they're like, okay, where is this getting me? I still don't know what I want to do, right? Yeah. And two older brothers, a lot of their friends, they went to college, got a degree, and now they're working at somewhere completely irrelevant to yeah. the degree they got. Yeah. I know at Find Your Grind, you guys are helping solve that problem, but what advice do you give to someone who's 18, about to potentially go to college, that's looking to make that decision? Yeah. What advice do you have for someone like that? It's such a good, yeah, it's such a good question. I think it, it does really come down to self-awareness, right? What we talk about a lot, but it is self-awareness, and I think there's, there's a lot of pieces to that come into play with being self-aware. You know, um, I it's with Find Your Grind, we kind of come up with this triangle that's like right now, young people are having to guess on the job, right? First, like you pick a job when you're 13, 14, yeah. which is crazy. You can't even drive a car. You know, you pick, yeah, you pick a thing, and you start to gain the strengths, right, based upon what that job is. Once you're in it, hopefully you've gotten a job, and then you hope that you enjoy the lifestyle, right? And so most people end up hating the lifestyle with the job is because they just guessed on the money or they were pressured into doing the thing or whatever it was, it didn't have that self-awareness to know what was gonna fulfill them essentially. So what we're trying to do is kind of flip that whole triangle around and be like, start the conversation with lifestyle, right? So we kind of yeah. categorize these different buckets of are you an entrepreneur, are you a creator, are you a healer, are you a humanitarian, do you like helping people? Yeah. Um, you know, are you gonna explore, do you wanna go travel the world and go, you know, kind of live through your work by traveling and experiencing things. And then looking at what strengths you already do have internally, right, which is that self-awareness piece of like, don't just start, you know, yeah. um, trying to get more strengths through something. It's like, look at what you already have, and then looking at the careers last that kind of fall underneath those lifestyle and strengths buckets. So we kind of just flipped the conversation around, which I think is super unique and cool. But yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's, um, I think it's just being present and trying to become as self-aware as possible. Very cool. Early on. Do you have any mentors that really helped guide you along your journey from a young age? Um, I did virtually. 
obsess myself with Travis Barker and like watching drums, you yeah. know, because that's like, and like a couple other people, Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters and some of these other drummers that I also looked up to that surprisingly also came from Laguna Beach. Like Travis was a trash man in Laguna, Taylor Hawkins grew up yeah. in Laguna. Like, um, so yeah, I just I, I just obsessed myself with watching these videos and putting myself in the, in the same situations. I was like obsessed with becoming like playing in that TRL window, which was an MTV show back yeah. in the day, which was a which is a big deal. So I just watched that video over and over again, and like we suddenly got to be able to play in that window through the MTV show we had. Yeah. So like I think it was, and I got to take a couple of lessons with him, which was super cool. But um, didn't really have a ton of like mentors necessarily, you know, like it was awesome to see the, the, like what my dad had built for himself. Yeah. Like I think, I think a big piece of it is just knowing what's possible and knowing what's out there. Like watching my father build something from like nothing to such a successful company on his own, like I watched that progress, you know, totally. and I was like, dude, if my dad can do it, like why can't I do it? Yeah. Like opportunities are open and endless, you know, like, but whereas if you grew up in a situation that's like, oh my God, like there's just negativity all around you get succumbed by that, you know? So, yeah, I think it was just a combination of like, you know, my mentorship came through family, you know, looking at drummers that I looked up to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, it wasn't, I didn't have someone like yeah. next to me every day, you know, but like, yeah, I just, dude, I was just, just relentless, you know? Okay. Yeah. So speaking of just content, social media, you just did the podcast, the yeah. grind podcast. Number one, when did you guys start that and why? Because I you know, it's the, when it comes to the medium of content and the voice of Find Your Grind and everything you're doing, you start a podcast. So what was the purpose for that and where do you plan on taking that? Yeah, Find Your Grind podcast was really to start creating more content for Find Your Grind that helped fuel the brand, helped fuel the conversation and the ethos around like what we're trying to say with it, you know, which is we're trying to help people discover who they are, where they're going and how they're going to get there. And we're doing that through a lot of events, we're doing that through the products we're creating. Um, and so really it was to just start to create more content and have conversations with people that are actually doing it and get their stories of like how they started, what their, what their journey was like to share that with other people, you know? Um, so really it was, a, it was a mixed play of just trying to like build more content for the brand, start to get more stories, right? And start to have like, having more of these type of conversations in the classroom. Because what's cool is that we have a product now that lives within schools, so any content piece that we film, like we can pull you know, the best moments from these podcasts to insert those teachable moments into our product, right? So if like Casey Adams comes on a podcast and talks about finance, right? And drops some amazing knowledge about that, we can chop that section up and be like, yo, this is going in our finance part of section A. It's gonna live in classrooms in front of, you know, X amount of thousands of kids that are gonna use the product, you know? So like just figuring out how to maximize more content, but then using that to be resourceful to like teach young people about yeah. these important things. Very cool. You know? Very cool. Yeah, so, yeah. so I know in 2020, uh, with Fire Ground, the whole festival, you guys were doing like a 16 tour, like 16 city tour, right? You guys. That was, yeah, yeah, it's going to be 10 to 15. Okay. Yeah, maybe 10. <laughs> yeah, okay. 16 is aggressive, but. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I know last year, they just, obviously, when I was a part of them and saw that, like, I just. The experience was epic when it comes to the brands you guys were working with, with the talent, right? Little Tecca, Little Bacardi, so many different people that uh, were part of these festivals. Yep. When it comes to that itself, I'm sure that's you, right? You're on the road, you're bouncing all over the place. That is a fuel, the fuel for the Find Your Grind brand, right? How did that idea come about to do uh, like a tour? Trying to create more energy, okay. you know? I think I, I've I, never seen something like that. When I saw that, I was like, dude, because I, I love having events, right? Yeah. When I, when I came to your guys' event the next weekend, just to see the level of like what you guys are doing, I was like, 
It's great. It's crazy. Yeah, I remember our show at, at Boulder in Colorado. It was like, oh, we sold out at 10,000 tickets, and it was going to be this. We were like stoked. And then the school was like, oh, we can allow a little bit more. And then it was 12,000 the next hour. And then it was like, we maxed out at 18,000 kids that show. And it was just like, whoa, like, this is a really. The festivals, the idea was to really prove the concept out the first year. We have a, through my music company, we have a live events division that um, built the whole thing out. So we produce it, we kind of, we do all the talent acquisition, and we do kind of everything in-house for yeah. that festival, which is cool. We didn't go source like Live Nation and these yeah. people that kind of build it out. So we got to control a lot of it. And, you know, we got to have Amazon come on board this year, TikTok, all kinds of really cool relevant brands, yeah. which was shocking to me, to be honest, to have totally. those people kind of commit to that on a first year level. but. Yeah, the idea, once again, was to create more of a marketing opportunity, more of an energy and a hype and awareness around Find Your Grind and what it is, you know? And, and the first year was really to get it off the ground and to show that we could, like, create these and do them and that schools would allow us to do them and that people would actually show up and yeah. kind of getting that proof of concept out. A lot of it, this year, I want to turn more into the educational side. A lot of kids were, like, just hyped on the music because yeah. all the talent and stuff. So it's like, how do you start to weave, like, yeah. that conversation around really helping people on their path and, you know, making sure they're aware of the decisions they're making in college and spending their time wisely and we got a lot of that done this year of like those type of conversations happening but this year I work in 2020 I want to blend more of that educational piece of find your grind into the festivals you know um, now that we have them up and running yeah but uh, it's definitely a great it's energy man like when you see it people are like oh like what is this what's going on like find your like find your grind like this is cool right like there's there's a piece about being relevant not only to young people, but to you know older people as well, who are just like relevancy is key, totally. especially, and that's what I feel like Find Your Gun does a really good job of is like being relevant in time, but creating a product that feels relevant through the content, how yeah. we shoot it, how we make it, feels cool, it feels like vice, it feels yeah. like a you know cool thing. But kids are like, okay, I can get with this, you yeah. know, like this is a cool brand. And I think the festivals help us keep that relevancy and keep us in front of the audience that we're trying to help. Yeah. You know? and it, 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 even someone like me, right at 19, like I would say, would you agree, like an ideal individual age-wise that's watching, like listening to this content and becoming a product of this. But when it comes to just uh, yeah, it's all good. We're yeah, we're rickety office. We're in a basement. We're in a basement down here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I wanted to say just regarding just everything you're doing here moving into 2020. From a team perspective, like, like I said earlier in the podcast, you've built an amazing team. If someone's listening to it right now and they're starting a company, they, maybe they have a small team, what advice would you give to someone to build a team culture? Because like, every time, like I said, like, I come here, there's little fun things going on. It's always a great energy, a good vibe, and obviously you guys are making things happen at the end of the day. What makes a good team for good leadership? Such a good question, man. I think what makes a good team is obviously having people that are like capable in their roles, knowing like knowing what they're supposed to be doing and focusing on that, like not allowing people to go too wide in certain areas, you know? There are a lot of people that I feel like in a flexible type of environment here where there's a lot a lot of different pieces and a lot of excitement and a lot of cool things happening. It's like, you know, I, I learned that a lot of teams that I had earlier on for certain businesses didn't work because the people I was associated with like didn't have the right intentions. And so I think you naturally learn that over time as you get a little bit older and you start to do more things, you know, and make those mistakes, which was key, you know, because now I feel like we finally have right teams in place for certain things to actually happen, which which took to like 10 years. You know what I mean? Like a long time, right? Like, so, and for me, it's about the energy. I want to be around people that like constantly have good energy, have good vibes. So much of it, I believe, is about energy, you know? In, in your intentions of why you're creating something, like why you're doing something, like our why for Fund Your Grind is like, we started our why before our what. Like we didn't go out to be like, oh, I wanna go create this like 
product, this like rose water product. I love rose water. It smells delicious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like totally. why? You know, it's like it's kind of like I think it's important to find the right energies with people to to kind of have your why, because um, the energy will fuel the ideas and the success. Very cool. Very cool. So I have a couple more questions that are gonna yeah. Up. Yeah. Dream interview on the podcast. Who's someone that y'all want to have on that you haven't had on yet? Oh man, dream interviews. Okay, I'll put. I mean, Travis Barker would be great. Thankfully, we've gotten closer over the past year with Trav. Um, so I think we can make that happen. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if I could do the interview. I'll probably just be like, uh. <laughs> that'd be a cool one. Um, shoot, you know, I know this is. Uh, I'd love to have Barack Obama on. You know, Oprah would be fun. You know, like that would be wild if we had Oprah on the podcast. Yeah. She's so deep, man. She's so deep. I listening to her podcast, and I'm just like, dude, this woman is like, I want to go and massage her feet and just sit next to her and just be a part of it. Yeah. Anything, anything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe those. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So going back, you're 18 years old, and you, you have all these lessons that you've learned throughout your journey. What advice do you give to the young Nick Gross? Advice. You know, the stay patient key is, is, is a big one, I feel like. You know, I rushed into a lot of things earlier on just to like want to be a part of all this stuff and to kind of like prove to people some stuff, you know, or I don't know, but like just that attitude you're here, yeah. you're talking about it, like do, don't just do something to prove it, like everyone's out there doing shit to prove something to someone else, you know, but like I think there definitely was a lot of that. I think patience is a huge one, you know, like just seeing how long things actually do take to like manifest yeah. and happen and like of course it's and to enjoy the process more you know okay. i mean even today i'm still kind of like I, I do focus so much on the end goal of like where i want to be which is important of a business owner and of someone creating things but i feel like living in the process more is important to enjoy the little things along the way um my kids definitely help me with that totally you know um it's like it's the journey it's not the destination i feel like it's the big takeaway that I would say yeah. to me as a young person, you know, like enjoy the journey. It's, it's not necessarily always about the destination because if you think about it, like what happens during the destination, it's like you get there and then it's like, it's over. Like, yeah. oh, you did it. Like, yeah. then what? You're going to want to create another journey. journey, you know what I mean? Like, so I just didn't have my, my head really wrapped around that concept early on. So, okay. yeah, very cool. Yeah. So, last question just everything you have going now. The, the stories, the lesson, the people, just moving into 2020, I know we're starting this new decade, this new year, what should people look out for coming from Nick Gross and everything you have going on here at Gross Labs? Man. Um, or should they get excited yeah. about it? They get a lot of things going on. Yeah, I, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like, I think, with, I'll start with, with Find Your Grind. Um, Find Your Grind this year, we're gonna be doing more festivals, more stuff on in high schools, which we're excited about. Um, not only college, but really looking at you know, we've, we've talked about, okay, well, what is Find Your Grind for individuals? What is that process of, like, self-guided, on-demand, I can pick up Find Your Grind at any point to learn more about myself and learn more about my trajectory, my path. I'm going to do it on my terms, my time. There's no teacher. Like, like the app and Find Your Grind is the guide, right? Like, that is that kind of new, you know, purpose-based learning yep. that I think is so important right now that we're, that we're gearing up for for a launch in June, which is really exciting. But also looking at, like, I don't want to give too much away, but where, where are people at right now? Like we're to our target with this is 16 to 18. That's like our core target with this product. But where where are those where are a lot of those kids living right now? They're living in consoles, and gaming, and Xboxes, and all these different you know um, 
areas within gaming. So it's like, how do we create a product that can integrate within consoles, within yeah. gaming consoles, right? Yeah. To really kind of start that, you know, what if you could go and find your grind for 20 minutes in between a Fortnite session, yeah. you know, like through your console and start to like open yeah. up chat right. rooms and like different, yes, yeah, so we're talking about opening up more network opportunities and, and community opportunities with find your grind to really connect with other people who are in similar situations yeah. or in similar lifestyles. And so there's a lot of cool stuff there that we're teasing, you know, so like in building tours, but uh, yeah. Um, we got a rad esports team here called Team Rogue, yeah. so more of that stuff. Yeah. You know, that. so yeah, we just like acquired a Call of Duty franchise in London, which okay. is super cool. Um, man, there's a lot of that stuff. I'm gonna be drumming a lot, so I'm okay. starting a new project right now with with uh, with Travis Mills, okay. which is exciting. So a new band um, okay. thing that I'm that I'm looking at getting into. Travis is a super cool guy. Okay. Um, has all kinds of exciting stuff happening on MTV shows. He's got a show on Beats One on Apple. He's just uh, he's crushing it. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I think, a lot of stuff. You know, my kid will be one years old in three months by the end of this year. Wow. <laughs> wow. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think in terms of Gross Labs, man, like the outcome is just to continue to like bring in more, you know, assets and things that help grow the base of the company. You know, like we acquired this, this awesome uh, urban label this year called Commission, which brought in like eight or nine different artists, Will Dickey, Man Tokyo, all kinds of stuff. There's a Dickey record coming out this year. Okay. Um, we're dropping two Man Tokyo records. So there's a lot of stuff coming out on that end. Um, so yeah, it's just about doing smart things. Yep. You know, like finding more ways to like grow the opportunities here for the people we work with, right? We work yeah. with entrepreneurs, we work with artists, we're developing our own businesses, we're also investing in other businesses. So it's like, how do we create smart, things here, like bring in smart things here to help those people and those clients and those artists that we work with, you know? It's really the idea. I love it. Yeah. That means that thank you so much for coming. Dude, to yeah, where is the best sure. place for um, where's the best place people to find you on social media and stay in tune with what you have going Yeah, it's just it's just adding gross. N I C K G R O S S is is most of my uh, Social channels, grosslabs.com. If you're interested in find your grind, which you should be, if you're listening to us right now, it's just findyourgrind.com. Um, a lot of stuff happening there. And uh, yeah, man. I'll make sure to link it. I think below. So yeah, sweet. Like you said, everyone, make sure you go follow Nick. Definitely check out the billboard article that I've been referencing. Yeah. Job in the day. So check that out. I'll link that down below. Check out Find Your Grind. And like I said, thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys soon.